Angie, episode four, guys. Thank you, thank you, Ngoisai, for tuning in. My name is Georgia Ma, aka Chinese Chippy Girl, aka Ma Puyu. So I've had the most amazing week last week as I met some fellow British East Asians. Uh, starting off with Viv Yao, who was on episode two of Chinese Chippy Girl. Um, she has a pod called, But Where Are You From? And I met with Natalie Chung, aka Yellow Bee Pod. So Viv and Natalie, they are both BBC podcasters who articulately use their voices to represent the BBC community. And they are such a huge inspiration for me doing my podcast. I also met with the team behind End the Virus of Racism, who have created a crowdfunder campaign to raise 150k so we can have an established voice in the UK for East and Southeast Asians. Um, so I'm really passionate about that campaign because hate crime in the UK on East and Southeast Asians has increased by 300% in the UK. And we need someone full time to really challenge this and step up and be a voice to represent our community. I also met with Amy from Be Seen, another group of Asian girls collectively with Fei Yao, who are also fighting for our voices to be heard and created the petition on Change.org to stop British media from depicting East and Southeast Asians in coronavirus related articles. I'll leave all the links in my show notes if you want to find out more information about any of these. Oh, and I also met with Anna Chan, who has also been telling her stories about being a BBC. And uh, very happy birthday to her. Anyway, about this next episode, episode four, I'm excited to share this with you guys as I spoke with Grace, who has a blog called Blog. Oh, actually, she has a vlog as well. I'm so happy to speak with her because A... I think she's gorgeous and B, she's also in an interracial relationship with her other half Josh who is black and it's really interesting to hear her take on this and just to have a chat about it and to chat about both our experiences as my partner Ewan is white. Also guys, I really need your help. Um, I really want to bring my mum onto my pod but she doesn't think she'll be well, she doesn't think she'll have a good story to tell, which is really annoying because I think she'll be absolutely amazing and I really want to bring her in. If you think the same and you want to hear from a typical Asian mum, that is her, please do drop me a message on my Insta page, Chinese Chippy Girl, and I will show her the messages and hopefully it will encourage her to say yes. Speaking of which, a few of you had messaged me after episode three to basically say keep up with the Chinese takeaway stories because my mum thought (laughs) my mum thought I was kept on banging on about it and she's going to bore people um so thank you to everyone who messaged me I don't talk about the Chinese takeaway stories in this episode but I promise you I will bring it back and hopefully I'll bring back my mum as well okay so I'm going to leave the intro now and I'll get cracking with Grace from chimaker.blog Hold on, I'm just going to double check if I'm recording. I'm recording, okay. Yes, yes. Josan. Hi, good morning, Josan. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Wow. You know what? It's. <laughs> I, don't, whenever, I always start off like really like girly, like whenever, because you're the third guest. Right. I, I really wanted to speak to you. So the first guest that I had is Viv Yao, and I've got a girl crush on her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard guest, you admitted that. <laughs> the second guest I had is uh, Chopstick and Poke, and it also had a good girl crush on her. And then you're my third, and guess what? I've also got no. a girl crush on you as well. <laughs> so I always feel like, oh, my God, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like going on a date for the first time. It's like you get really, oh, do you want to look okay? Do you look okay? <laughs> I'm such a geek. Oh, my gosh, it's fine. <laughs> That's funny. I love the energy. 
I feel like um, whenever I'm telling my partner you and he's like, oh, who have you got on next? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I've got Fivial and oh, you know, I've got Georgia Learn from Chopstick and Poke. And I was like, oh, I've got Grace as well. And he goes, what? So every single one of those girls, like you, you really fancy. And then you've got them on the show. I'm like, yep, that's it. (laughs) You've got us right under your wing. Anyone you want, you just bring them onto your show. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So um, anyway, Grace, um, just sort of just start off by saying thank you so much for coming on I know it's uh and dedicating your time on a Sunday to speak to me um just for the listeners out there do you want to just introduce yourself who you are where you're from and you know what you do that sort of thing hi everyone my name is Grace and I am one half of Chai Macon so we have a YouTube channel and that is where me and my partner who is Jamaican um, we basically do videos where we learn about each other's cultures whether it's cooking or we just go through uh, we speak about our experiences and just really anything and everything like possible so even if it's um, challenges we do challenges we do vlogs around London as well do you still work with each other um we work separately so how we met we worked in a shared office building mm-hmm so he was working with a sneaker company and I was working in accountancy okay. and our offices were like three doors apart from each other and we'd always run into each other, but we wouldn't say anything. Um, and then one day we just started speaking oh, nice. <laughs> and then that was just, the rest was history really, because Josh was someone, you know, I've always seen him dotted around the building mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'd see him open doors for people. I'd see him, you know, just cracking jokes with everyone. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, here we go, another clown. <laughs> there was this uh, little water dispenser thing that we'd always catch each other at. And I don't, I don't know, it was just like, oh, he'd say good morning. And then he'd, he'd, he'd open doors for me as well. And I'm just like, this is so weird. You know, why are you, why are you doing that? Oh. Yeah, and then there was one point where I wanted to become a vegan. So I was speaking to um, this, the, there was a cafe in the building. Mm-hmm. And um, the owner told me that Josh was vegan, so I should go speak to him. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then I saw him coming up the stairs and I was like, oh, I heard you're vegan. Let's talk. And that's kind of how it all happened. And that's how you got, <laughs> oh, so cute. You know yeah. what, I've been... Um... I came across you on Instagram and then I just became really, I don't know, just, just really obsessed with all your content and your relationship with Josh. And, and then, yeah, so seeing you on, um, on Instagram, I think I came across with, uh, Grace and Joshua, uh, the wedding vlog. Oh, okay. Oh, amazing. So beautiful. You know what? There's one picture which I've seen and there's a picture of you and Josh and you're wearing this most gorgeous um, wedding dress. It's kind of um, white, but it's got like little gaps in between the sleeves and it's oh, got like yes. a really beautiful tail because that uh, there's a backdrop in Shoreditch and I th- that's when I was, so basically when I was pregnant, uh, one of my friends, uh, Katie Palmer, she took some pictures of me and Ewan and our bump and we've got the same photo, but obviously I'm not in a wedding dress and I've just got this like big massive (laughs) belly and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then I just became curious about yours and Josh's relationship because obviously I'm in a mixed race relationship as well. Ewan's white. I just really admired and really enjoyed your content the what my favorite one my favorite youtube video that you've done and you know what i, I need to I do with you it's the one where which, said, one. which one is it the cantonese one yes that's so good <laughs> because you speak to you speak to josh in cantonese the entire day and then when i was watching it i was so surprised with how much Cantonese that he knows he actually knows quite a lot he's picked up so much and I wanted to ask you how long you've been with him for but I think you've just said you know you you've been with him for three years now because that's when you met him and he's picked up so much like even like his pronunciation when it, I think in the car and you're singing Teresa Tang and he goes and he's like yeah and he just does it so well I'm like wow he's so picked it up and I was just like watching it with you and I went you you need to you really need to up your game here I'm sorry it's 
it's funny because um yeah people ask how does josh learn so quickly and it's funny so because me and josh when we go out um i don't know if it's the same for you and um you and when you first started dating or even maybe now people will always stare particularly when we go into chinatown so people would always stare particularly from the older chinese generation and that to Josh again he didn't really bother him but he was just like one day he was like to me how do i say what are you looking at and i say well cantonese is not a very you know it's not a very elegant language so whatever mm. comes out your mouth is going to sound rude um <laughs> so that's how i started teaching him it just started off with little words um not sentences i think with the video he did struggle a little bit because i was speaking full on Cantonese sentences. <laughs> yep. So with Josh, I started off with um, just teaching him small like words. Mm-hmm. So things like I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm full. You know, ngo bao a, ngo tong ngo a, ngo gang ho a, tou tong a, fun gao a, an fun a. So he knows basically all the necessities of uh, like the needs that he'll want, and then yeah, just going out. Whenever anyone catches him, you know he catches anyone staring at him. He'll just turn around and be like, "Need your mate, yeah, yeah." And then, like, oh. <laughs> and then they'll turn around. They just won't expect this this big black guy to just you know come out with Cantonese. And um, he's done actually done really well. I bought him a massive Cantonese textbook as well, and he kind of flicks through here and there. What did you? Yeah. I think his hardest um, challenge is getting the tones right. Though I said mm-hmm. the tones are very important, so yeah, that is his challenge. But yeah, have yeah. you um, have you taken him to Hong Kong or anything? No, I want to, but Hong Kong is very expensive. So it's really <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> We've um, the reason why I ask is because um, I took, I've taken you into Hong Kong twice, um, and. I feel like when I took him there, he, it felt like he understood my like the Chinese culture a lot more because there's things which I can't explain. You know, because we've been brought up in Chinese culture and yeah. then he'll just ask me questions like, why'd you do this and why'd you do that? And I'm like, I, I don't know, you, you, you just do. You just like, do I, I just don't know how to <laughs> explain it. But I think when I took you to Hong Kong, it just really opened up his eyes. And, and I guess whenever I go back to Hong Kong as well, it opens up my eyes a lot more as well. Like, I, I, like even I learn a lot more about my, my heritage. But the fa- what, <laughs> the fa- one of Ewan's favourite things about going to Hong Kong is waking up in the morning and then he'll go out and he'll say Jolsan to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then do they look, look back at him strangely like... What did yeah. he just say? <laughs> because, like, well, because obviously, like, when we go back to Hong Kong, uh, we'll we'll stay in uh, we'll stay in Kowloon, and there's one time we stayed at my granddad's house when he was in a home. But anyway, that's irrelevant. But but the point is, where he where um where we where we stayed the second time, we stayed in this very kind of um in Kowloon, in a place called Hormantine, where it's just full of like old people, yeah. and then, like <laughs> like just seeing a young people young person or younger person like me it's just like huh it's like what's she doing here but obviously with like you know with a white boy as well it's just you know it's just you just don't see that so to have you in like a white dude you know walking down the street and say Josan, Josan, and you know what I feel really bad so he had the he had the tones all wrong but I didn't tell him I'm such a rubbish girlfriend <laughs> and uh, like, how was be... he saying it was he like Josan Josan <laughs> so the first the first few days he's like Josan Josan <laughs> <laughs> and I was like this is hysterical and I was like I'm not gonna like correct him but then I thought oh no I'm gonna have to correct him now so I think on the third or fourth day I went just to let you know you've been saying it all wrong <laughs> you didn't tell me it's it's not Josan it's Josan like just just turn yeah. it down Josan not Josan and then he's just like oh okay but um but yeah we had a really good um we had a really good time in Hong Kong he really enjoyed it it was the first time he he went to Asia and now we have a little girl now as well and I just feel like I really I'm Honestly, Grace, I'm so desperate to take her to Hong Kong because I really want her to learn more about the Chinese heritage. I really want her to learn just to be around 
Cantonese speakers. Yeah. Um, I've heard your Cantonese from that um, because I've, <laughs> I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen that video blog so many times. Your Cantonese is really good, and I feel like, and I feel like whenever I go back to Hong Kong, uh, my Cantonese does just pick up a little bit, and I become a lot more confident at it because I have to speak it quite a lot rather than just picking up the phone and speaking to my mum. And I really want Sadie to be around all that Cantonese speaking. Do you speak Cantonese to her? Yeah, I try my hardest to speak Cantonese. Yeah, I try my hardest. Um, and she kind of understands it. Like, I'll say, like, Liga Taula, and she'll be like, <laughs> and I'm like, Liga Yizela, and she'll start like tapping her ears and stuff. And I think when I'm speaking Cantonese to Sadie, then Ewan will pick it up as well. So Ewan will start saying it. Yeah. yeah so um anyway just rewinding back a little bit so when you started speaking to Josh about becoming vegan and stuff so tell me the story what on what went on after that like your first oh. day <laughs> where did you go where did he take you well I'd say okay a bit of a backstory um so I I'm gonna say so I was in a relationship previously and when I first landed the job at the accountancy um, company, it was, you know, a huge, huge change for my life. It was a massive step and I was, you know, so proud of myself. I was like, yes, I can. this is like my first real career job. Um, and the relationship that I was in was it was it was pretty toxic and um it wasn't it wasn't the best but you know long story short that ended and then when I started um for example like bettering myself and really taking care of myself again and really picking up reading because I used to love reading but you know I never had time it was never encouraged and then that was kind of when Josh started trickling into my life so it was very strange it was like okay now I can see that you're loving yourself for you I'm going to bring in you know the next blessing into your life so it was strange but I always say that Josh was literally he was sent for me and I am every day I'm so grateful for it so oh that's so lovely it's so strange so when whenever people it's strange because you know on our page people are always like oh I want to get an Asian girl too and it's like well why and it's kind of like oh, I wish I had a relationship like this too. And I always tell them, don't actively seek out for a relationship. I have to say, always work on yourself first and then the rest will come. Because when me and Josh started talking, there was no, I didn't want a relationship from him. I think there was one point where I was like, I think we're just better off as friends. And he mm-hmm. looked at me like, what did you just say? And this was like our third date in. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I'd say, you know, after we spoke about the vegan thing, he actually caught me with a tin of tuna about half an hour later. <laughs> because we were talking about veganism. <laughs> and, and I went out to lunch and I looked around. I was like, there's nothing I want here. It's literally just salad leaves. Like, I'll literally just be chomping on grass. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to make myself a baked potato with tuna mayonnaise. And I was going around the offices trying to look for a can opener. And then in one of the offices, he was in there. And I was like, hi, you got a can opener. <laughs> hi, Josh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, after that, we used to always kind of sneak away. I mean, this is bad, but I'm no longer at the job. We used to always sneak away on our lunch breaks. Right. Um, we'd pop to the toilet, come back in like half an hour. <laughs> and there was always this little park outside and we just go out there and just we'll just it would literally just be talking yeah talking. so yes the first date we went to Shoreditch mm-hmm. and we kind of hung around there for a few weeks and then I just one thing left to it led to another and our relationship just kind of grew from there and the more we found out about one another um the more we realized how similar we were mm-hmm. in terms of growing up. Um, and because we were both raised by single mothers, there was also a lot of similarities in the way we grew up as well. And one thing I didn't realize that Jamaican people have a lot of superstitions as well. And we have a lot of superstitions in common with them. So, yeah, it's so strange. I mean, even when we were talking about, you know, when our parents sent us to the supermarket, we have to 
get on all fours and go all the way to the back and get everything at the back of the shelf um or even you know how you check the eggs how you check the fruit and every every from every single conversation we were like you know and even the don't wear shoes in our house um don't bring anything dirty through the front door mm. it was just like we had a lot of similarities which was quite shocking because i've never met anyone with such similar um you know, upbringing and beliefs. Mm. I didn't realise they had so much superstition. You know what? I didn't realise Chinese people were as superstitious until someone said to me, oh, Chinese people are really superstitious. I went, Hamaya, not really. But then thinking back, my mum is really, really superstitious about everything. But, you know, you know because we're embedded in, in, in our Chinese culture, you don't really notice it. But now yeah. thinking back, you know, when I'm talking about my experiences and since doing this pod and meeting other BBCs, we're like, wow, our parents, <laughs> the, the Chinese people are like really superstitious. For example, like when I was uh, pregnant, my mum said, um, she said to me, don't use scissors on the bed. It's bad for the baby. <laughs> so weird um, and then don't take and then I think I was taking pictures of my belly but I wasn't posting on Instagram I was just posting it on WhatsApp just to family and friends you know who didn't see all the time and I was like oh you know the belly's going and mum's like oh no don't do that it's bad luck yeah but you uh, don't really think anything of it when they tell you so it's just kind of those you don't question it so no. it's like Chinese New Year my mum would always be like make sure you um you shower and you clean yourself because you're not allowed to shower or wash your hair on the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one would be like, you know, um, Feng So around the bedroom. Mm. She's like, oh, you can't have mirrors facing your bed. I'm like, yeah. well, I have nowhere else to put it. And she's <laughs> like, okay, but you can't put your, like your bed can't be adjacent to the door, but it also can't be adjacent to the window. So I'm like, where can Where'd I put, put my bed? <laughs> just, I mean, I ended up putting it smack bang in the middle of the room. So it was a bit awkward. I never understood it, but it's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, my mum was the same as well. She's like, uh, when I moved into my flat, just don't put um, the, uh, the mirror facing the door. And I'm just like, like you, it's just, well, where am I supposed to pull it? But obviously I don't have any mirrors facing doors anyway, so I think I'm fine in that respect. When you met Josh, obviously you started dating, started to learn more about each other. Mm. Um, what about when you told your parents and vice versa when he told well so when you told your mum sorry and your family and uh, when he told his family as well what was their reaction this is a bit which I'm quite curious about because I've got a story to tell as well but okay you you, you go first Grace (laughs) okay so mum wasn't happy about it (laughs) um because I think because of where I've grown up um I grew up in South Southwest London, there is a lot of black people in the area. Um, and my school as well, all my friends were black. Majority of the school, it was just, um, you know, black people. But I'd, one, I didn't really think anything of it. There was barely any Asian people. Um, there was about, I'd say, four people in the entire school. And again, there was barely any white people. So growing up, I've always grown up around black people. So it was only natural for me to find someone and start dating people of, you know, people that were black. My mum, because I have dated, you know, like maybe I had a couple boyfriends before that were black. She, one, she never really liked them because their relationships, she could always tell that they were never good for me. One, because I'd never be at home. Two, because, you know, I didn't really have a good relationship with her because of the relationships I had with them, it was always like seen as, oh, you're taking her away from home and she's never here. And my attitude was never great, I think because maybe I picked it up from the people I was around. And so when I introduced Josh to her, I didn't introduce him to her yet. I just told her, oh, um, I met this guy at work. You know, like I said um, before, I got out of another really bad relationship with this guy. Um, So she was like, oh, it's another black guy, isn't it? I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. But 
it's funny because um, Josh was growing up, he was, he grew up in a different part of London. So the way he sees things and the way his experiences are, are completely different to mine. And so when we came together, I didn't solely get with him because of one, because of the color of this, his skin. I actually said to myself, you know, I think I've had enough. I think there is a recurring pattern here. I don't know, maybe it's because we just don't have that much in common. We just don't see eye to eye with the same things in life. And where I was heading, I was like, you know, I have these goals in my life and targets that I want to meet. And the people that I surround myself with, they they don't see that. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to look for anyone. And they probably won't be black because it would probably be the same thing. Not to say that all black guys are like that. But so when I met Josh, I was very surprised that he was different. So I told my mum, she wasn't too keen, but the thing is, I'd never really shoved it down her throat too much. So we did date for about, I'd say about six months and I was still with this guy and my mum could see a massive improvement in one, how I was at home because I used to be very angry and snappy at home all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, since I was with Josh, I was a lot more mellow. I spent a lot more time with them because we only saw each other twice a week. I still had that time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was learning new things with him. So obviously I would discuss that with my mom. I'll just slip it in. I'll be like, oh yeah, me and Josh, we spoke about blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we actually booked a holiday together to Thailand. I did, I did tell my mom, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't even tell her that I was really seeing this guy still. So I was like, our holidays to Thailand was in like one month. And now Josh was like, have you told her that you're going away on holiday yet? I was like, no. He goes, does she know that we're actually officially together? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of just bombed it on her. And, you know, she was just like, oh, she was surprised that we were getting on so well. And I was still, you know, not still with him, but I was still very much happy. It wasn't just a honeymoon phase for just mm. three months and it was gone. She could see that I was genuinely really happy. Um, and then we, I just was like, oh, would you like to meet him one day? She was like, fine, but it has to be on my terms. And I was like, <gasps> okay, okay mum. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was it. But um, I, never, I never really forced this relationship on my mum. She always knew it was there. Um, but, yeah, she, she, she's met him now countless times and she, she loves him because he just, he just speaks about things that my mum finds interesting as well. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's always a delight to see him. Um, it's so strange now when I see my mum hug him. Hello, it's just, it's just really. Oh, that's so weird. cute. Like, when she asks <laughs> about him. I'm like, oh, it's still kind of <laughs> sometimes. I still, you know. So basically, when your mum met him, met Josh, how long had you and Josh been together for? Um, about a year. Okay, well, that's quite a long what? time. It is quite a long time, and it's just I, I'd say I, I used to think, oh, it was not long enough. Um, mm. Because, you know, you think it's a year. But then when you're with someone, once you know, you kind of know. Yeah, It's hard yeah. to explain. Once you know, you know. <laughs> I'm sensing that. you were, That Josh is like, Did, have you told your mum? Like, maybe he was trying to encourage her, but maybe you were like thinking, oh, yeah, not yet, not yet. Was there like a, a kind of barrier to the reason why it's taking a, a year for, for, um, for your mum to meet him? I did have to explain to him that it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um and I told him, you know, my mum will probably not like you to begin with for even for no reason, because that's, you know, just, not, that's just how she's like. It's just immediately she has that typical, um, how can I say, she has that typical thought of how you are because of my previous experiences. Okay. Um, and to the way my mum shows affection and acceptance is not like normal how normal people would do it they, she won't open you she won't accept you with open arms and you know be like that to begin with um she'll probably 
when you first meet her, she'll probably be very reserved. Um, she won't ask, you know, the typical questions like, oh, what are you doing with your life? How are you going to support my daughter? She, my, because I think it was very difficult for my mom as well, because again, like I said, she's a single parent. So she's never had to do this kind of stuff before. So she's had to be the role of both mom and dad. So she's had to be very caring, but also very protective over me as I'm her firstborn as well. Um, it was all new to her. So I had to respect the fact that it was my mom's first time meeting, officially meeting a boyfriend so Mm -hmm. formally and you know she has to protect me protect me and also do basically you know like the due diligence checklist Mm -hmm. when it comes to meeting the boyfriend so I did tell him it will take time um sometimes our parents have off days but never take it personally um yeah, but then again, my mom is not really that Chinesey because, and I say not Chinesey, she is very much traditionally a Chinese person. But because she has, we have a very big extended family. But yeah, I don't think there's any Chinese family without a whole load of drama. So what my mom does, she she actually s- separated herself away from them because mm-hmm. there was just so much going on it wasn't good for her and because she had me and my siblings to look after um the best thing for her to do was just kind of go her own way and mm-hmm. just focus on us so we never grew up around a chinese community i barely had any chinese friends um but the traditional side my mom has always tried to keep and try to teach us as well So it wasn't as harsh as I've heard other people's parents. Mm -hmm. I've heard that other people's um, parents were really, really harsh on their partners that was of a different race. It's really nice how, it's really lovely to hear that story because it's nice to see that now you and Josh have been together for three years and your mum's just completely accepted him and she's really brought him into the family I've got goose pimples just talking about it so oh. I think it's such a lovely story I think um so I so you and uh so I've been with you for 10 years now and we and he's basically my, my second boyfriend um I've never the first boyfriend that I had he was white as well I've never dated a, a Chinese guy in fact have you ever dated a Chinese guy I wouldn't consider it dating. I had this little relationship with this Vietnamese guy when I was like 16. That was like two months. But then I just, I just didn't like him. I don't know why. I just didn't like him. And then I broke it off. Yeah. Well, you were 16. He actually got really emotional about it. And then one day I came home from school and I found his mom talking to my mom outside. my (gasps) house. I was like, what were they talking about? I don't know. I think she was saying um, something like, oh, my son's going through his GCSEs right now. Your daughter's, you know, shouldn't have done that to him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, that's quite funny actually. (laughs) That was my only, I'd say, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think my my parents, they obviously, they wanted me to... um, marry and have a relationship and have a future with a, with a Chinese guy. Um, so I was always, I'd say I was quite pressured to, to, to find like a, a Chinese logong. The first boyfriend I've had um, is, is, again, he was a Scottish guy. I met him when I was in Edinburgh, when I was in uni up there. And, um, and he lived in a flat below me. And I was with him for about three years. And when I told my mum, and dad that we've been dating and I think just like you because this is the first boyfriend that I had I I was quite nervous about it because a um I'd never introduced a boy before to any members of my family and b he's a white guy and also c I knew that I knew that they were going to be really annoyed Uh, and obviously they, they weren't very happy and I think they weren't happy because he was white and also the other reason, I think my mum and dad just knew that he wasn't the one for me. Um, but at the time, I just thought, oh, they just don't like him because he's a white boy. But yeah. I think it was, I think that was a part of it as well. But 
the other the, the bigger part of the reason was they just knew that he wasn't the one for me like he didn't really have any because uh, at, at the time I was studying I was, I was still at uni and he was working but he he didn't really have any like a big ambition and I just think my mum and dad just didn't like that I think they wanted me to be with someone that would be able to help provide for me so the entire time I think that put a barrier between me my relationship with my mum and dad maybe about four years later that's when I met Ewan and uh, I so I met him when I was first when I was up in Edinburgh I'd already been living in London at this point. I'd been up to Edinburgh because I went up there every year for Christmas and New Year. I met him at a party and uh, and then he was moving down to London anyway. So we kind of got together when he moved down to London. Um, and, and then obviously things happened. Our relationship started developing. Uh, at the time, I was a bit of a party animal and so was he. So we went to all these clubs and stuff. Like We were together like every weekend and he was just... We just knew that from from day one that we wanted to be together. We had this really special chemistry. It wasn't it wasn't like the first boyfriend that I had, but also in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, you know, I'm dating another white guy. How's my mum and dad going to react to it? I knew that my dad would be okay with it because my dad's quite he, you know, he he's I guess he's not like this stereotypical um, Chinese father like he was quite um he, he's not as kind of fixed minded whereas my mum she's like mm-hmm. you've got to marry Chinese and you've got to do this and yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing and then so when I told my dad that I was with a you know a white boy who's just like oh whatever I don't care fine whatever but my <laughs> mum so it took me ages to pluck up the courage so I told everyone my sister my brother and my dad that um, I started seeing you know a white boy and <clears throat> We started dating around sort of February 2010. And then um, around Easter time, which is April, so about three months into our relationship, me and Ewan were going to go up to Edinburgh anyway because his family's in Edinburgh and my family's in Edinburgh. And then we've got same circle of friends as well. And I was like, oh my, I'm, honestly, Grace, I was freaking out because I'm going to have to tell my mum that I'm in a relationship with a boy. Yeah. And then I just... I just couldn't do it and then um and then I called my mum I says oh by the way mum I'm, I'm bringing a friend up as well um you know he's a boy because he lives in Scotland and I just left it at that but I didn't say that anything was official and she's like okay I'll come okay I see see you in see you in Easter la I'm like okay mum I'll see you in Easter and then I called my brother and then he's like did you tell your mum you've got a boyfriend and the boy you're bringing up is a boyfriend I'm like, no I didn't no I didn't so and I couldn't do it. And then I said to, and then my brother said to me, do you want me to tell mum that you've got a white boyfriend? I'm like, yes, please. So my brother had to call my mum and say, by the way, mum, the, the, the boy that she's bringing up is a boyfriend. And do you know what she said? What? She goes, okay, la. She didn't <laughs> say anything. So I worked up this massive big deal in my head that my mum's going to be so angry and upset and disappointed in me that, I'm, that I've got another white boyfriend. And she's actually fine with it because but then I'm just thinking like if it was if Ewan was my first white boyfriend would she would she still react to that would she still be okay with it but I don't know it's quite hard to say but the other thing as well maybe in her head that she thought I was living in London he lives in London he could his family's from Scotland my family are in Scotland and maybe just subconsciously she thought oh so she's dating you know a white Scottish guy that means she'll probably come up to Edinburgh more that means I'll probably see her more so maybe she was okay with it but similar to your story with Josh as well how your mum just completely welcomes him into the family um, my mum is she just absolutely (laughs) loves you in like and would sit around the table and should really look after him. Like should put, should put food on his bowl. Should make sure that you know that he's he, that he's really full. And even if he's finished his meal because he's full, she'll still like grab his bowl. She'll put more rice in it and loads of like you know loads of meat into his bowl more. as well. And then and then obviously he's just been polite and says, "Oh, you know, I'm actually really full." But obviously he'll finish it. So, but he's like really uncomfortably full. Um, that's exactly the same yes do you think think it's an age thing as well as in you know as your parents get gotten older they become more more mellow 
they don't have as much fire in them to fight with you and be like oh no because there's sometimes when I look at my mom and I'm just like and and with the sibling thing as well I feel like it's strategy whenever you're bringing you know someone new to the family you have to bring your siblings in on it and they'll kind of take take the pressure off and just put in little hints as well for you as well uh, to your mum but I think I don't yeah I don't know if it's an age thing because my mum some some of the things where I think oh if this was me when I was much younger would it be the same yeah but it's just it's just so weird because the first time she met my my first boyfriend oh it was just awful she just she just hated that relationship and and it and it provided this really toxic relationship between me my mum and dad mm. uh because they just didn't like him um but I thought it's all about race but I, I, I like I said I don't think it was just about the race it's just that they just knew that he wasn't the one for me I have a question for you when you and Ewan got together did you like because it's obviously from two different cultures is Ewan um Scottish white yeah white Scottish yeah um did you have any like challenges when you guys moved in together or when you were in a relationship because obviously as we said earlier there were some things that you had to explain and he would be like oh why do you do that so was there any challenges in you know the the culture clash basically um yeah I think there's just really really small pedantic things like oh I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it so I think with I think the way how I've been brought the, the way how I've been brought up is um like you know as soon as you as soon as you get paid for example it's like don't spend it just put it in a savings account mm-hmm. and I'm very I don't know about you but I'm very um I'm very good at saving money. Um, I do spend a bit, but I'm more very like, okay, well, whenever I spend money, um, I do have to kind of question like, do I need it? And um, whereas I think with Ewan, and and I guess for um, quite a lot of uh, Westerners as well, you know, when they get paid, they just, they like to really enjoy their life. They like to spend money, buy yeah. nice clothes, uh, go on nice holidays, go out, socialize. And I read this article where, um, in Hong Kong and in China, not that many people have credit cards because they don't need it. They just don't, um, you know, they don't spend as much money as like the Westerners do. So I think one of the one of the clashes that we had was about saving and spending money because I don't yeah. think he, um, I don't think he saves. He's not been brought up to save a lot of money because it's just not in that that culture, yeah. um, and it did kind of create a few problems it's particularly not at the start of the relationship but particularly when our relationship started to develop like when we were buying a house going on holidays and stuff and and I just felt like um yeah I just felt like particularly when we bought the house I just felt like you know he he wasn't really uh, saving money as much now he's all over it you know um and so yeah so I think that did cause a bit of a a bit of a barrier and also just things like I think that's a big barrier but then there's other things like um I think I kind of opened his eyes up a lot more especially with the food food I was gonna say about food <laughs> yeah I think I think if he if he wasn't into his food it would of course such a big problem but he eats everything he eats from Dao as well if he wanted to I didn't wow. eat from Dao yeah from Dao is um for listeners out there is chicken's feet um it's one of the uh it's just a, a quite common dim sum but I don't eat it but he would eat it if it's in front of him and he would eat um he would eat like a whole fish with the tail and the head still on and the skin still on so he's done he's done really well so I'm really proud of him for that so wow. That's yeah. really impressive because a lot of um a lot of people are quite squeamish when it comes yeah. to Chinese food. They'll be like, mm, why are you eating that? And you know, I've I I see now a lot more people they've become very accustomed to food that are not natural. So if they mm. find, for example, a chicken bone in a chicken, they'll be like, Oh my god, what is that? I can't eat that. I can't yeah. eat that. It's got a bone. I can see blood. And it's like a whole animal died for you. <laughs> you know, you've got to 
And I, I was explaining this to Josh the other day, um, particularly in Chinese cuisine, we, we, we respect the animals that died for us. So we eat every part of the animal. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the fish head. I think, um, yeah, I, I think you mentioned it in one of our stories um, about Western people not eating the tail and the head. Like they just throw it away. It's the best um, bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like I was explaining to him, the head actually goes is a very important part. It goes to well, in my family, it goes to the elder, so it always goes to my gungun whenever he comes around for dinner. Right, he okay. just loves picking up the eyeball. He likes eating the fish cheeks, and he just like sucking on the head. And it's like, but he loves it. He loves it, you know. So yeah, that's that's um. I like him. I like, so I don't, I like the um, fish cheeks. I don't eat the eyes, but I know other people that do. The one thing that I love, I, oh my God, it's so nice, but it's going to sound so minging. So depending on how the king prawn is cooked, if it's still mm-hmm. got the shell on, the the, uh, the king prawn head, I always suck it because it's as juiciest. Oh, it's the best bit. And that's, that's something, all the flavour is. <laughs> oh, I swear the flavour is the king prawn head. And you is not that keen on that, but it, for me, it's like the best bit. So he would always save the king prawn head for me and I'd be like, right, just grab it, just like put it in my <laughs> mouth and just suck in all the juice out. And I go, oh, it's the best bit. <laughs> Tell me about your blogs, your vlogs, sorry, and your Insta pages, because they're so exciting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've never met anyone that's so excited to see, you know, our pages and our I'm your number one fan. And even <laughs> yesterday, or was it the day before, I'd seen that you posted the stories that you've got to like a thousand subscribers. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, that's, that's amazing. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. So we actually started this last year. Um, the very first video was just me teaching Josh how to count one to 10 in Cantonese. Um, and then we just kind of left it there. We were just like, oh, if anyone sees it, then fine. But then um, because of the lockdown, we found ourselves having a lot more time on our hands. Mm-hmm. So I'd say from March, April was when we really started picking it up and just then we kind of put out random videos of, um, you know, again, the culture swap stuff. So we did things like um, trying Chinese food, trying Jamaican food, me teaching Josh um, dim sum names. Um, and then we just started, we just only really recently started doing vlogs um, around London. Because again, we couldn't really vlog before because everything was closed. Mm. So we just had to get creative really and... Yeah, that's that's kind of just how how it happened, and we're still finding things. I mean, we've got one out today, um, which is the Sunday. We I taught him how to do calligraphy. Did you um, Chinese calligraphy? Chinese calligraphy. Can you do that? I can't do it. I was copying off the computer oh, okay. screen, <laughs> but it was both an experience for both of us mm-hmm. because I used to do it when I was younger, um, but then I just kind of stopped doing it for a while, and I was teaching him. Oh it's all about in the brush strokes and mm. it's it's one one stroke only and you can see how it's bigger here so that's where they start with the wordings and I was teaching him about Chinese characters they formed from pictures and it's just things like that and people love watching that kind of stuff because they learn new things as well and we've met such you know such a big community on Instagram specifically mm-hmm. and people message us all the time about our relationship or sometimes they ask for advice because a lot of people are also in inter- interracial relationships mm-hmm. with um, their partners and you know particularly for the partner who is black they're always like oh the the, the girlfriend's mum is not very accepting like what can mm-hmm. we do is it normal and we literally we try our best to advise them and just it's, we just say it takes patience and perseverance and mm. just come just be consistent and you know at the end of the day it is not your relationship with the parents but it is very important for the girl and you have to understand that it is extremely difficult for them to mm-hmm. try and get an approval from their side without mm-hmm. feeling outcasted or you know getting in trouble for it really mm-hmm. so yeah we have we have actually met you know really nice people on there as well a lot of other british and interracial couples as well and for you we met you on the instagram so it's actually it's yeah it's actually really nice to see and i've seen a whole influx of 
um, Asian podcasts as well mm-hmm. as from the lockdown. Yes, because of the corona, um, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it's, it's very nice to see everyone's coming together. Um, a lot of races are supporting one another as well. Mm. So power of the internet. Power of the internet. You know, it's really nice that um, you said that because it's not because your content is really good. It's so relatable and it's so funny for me anyway, because, you know, seeing like another, you know, Asian girl in interracial, interracial relationship, but also it's just the, the deeper side of that as well. Like, you know, finding people that can connect with you. And as you said, people that come to you for advice and stuff. I think that's really, I think that's really lovely. Um, so how can we find you then for, for the listeners that listen to this podcast? How can I find you? Oh, you can find us on our Instagram page at chimakin.blog. So C-H-I-M-A-I-C-A-N. It's like Chinese Jamaican. And we're also on YouTube as well at chimakin. So, yeah. I'll add it into the notes as well so people can find you. Uh, but no, I really, I really enjoy that. And uh, I've actually subscribed as well. So I love it when uh, I'm such a geek. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I get like a message that comes up on YouTube like a push notification saying that you've got like a new release I'm like right I'm right in there watching it so thank you um I also like the um by the way you're not vegan now though are you no I no. think it's very hard to be vegan when you're Chinese yeah so hard I was gonna say because uh, I didn't know I obviously I didn't realize that's how you met uh Josh because uh I was watching I remember watching the um the video about the burger you know the burger oh, challenge yes <laughs> <laughs> your face at the end I think when Josh gets like five out of five correct and I think you got oh. one and it's like saying to you stop sulking you're like I'm not sulking <laughs> I'm a really bad loser I must admit <laughs> that's a really good one though that's a really good one to watch but no but like I said my favorite one to all the BBCs out there is the one where you're um speaking Cantonese the whole day and then oh bless Josh you completely um Oh, he takes it on his stride and like, he's totally, you know, he's just like, fine, I'll just go along with it. So no, that's a good <laughs> one to watch as well. Um, also, could you do me a favor? Could you say to Josh that he's made me really aware? I think on the, uh, the, the video that he did where you're both talking about Black Lives Matter and he talks about um, Christopher Columbus and how it wasn't actually him that found America it was a it was another Spanish guy called Pedro Alonso Nino I don't know if I pronounced that right but he's a a Spanish guy a Spanish explorer of African descent and he was the one that guided Columbus and he navigated the Atlantic Ocean with Christopher Columbus in 1492 so that's I've been doing a bit of research on him uh, because I totally didn't realize that there's so many black people out there that aren't getting the credit including yeah. Pedro Alonso Nino so tell him so anyway Josh if you listen to this thank you so much for bringing that awareness um, because it's really um, interesting even the KFC guy um Josh told me I think I kind of read it somewhere but I didn't think anything of it until Josh brought it up again the KF you know the KFC Colonel Sanders I think mm-hmm. his recipe wasn't his own it was taken from, I think it was a black lady, I forgot her name, but it was her original recipe. And then he kind of took it. And because, you know, he had the money for it um, and he was white back then as well, you ha- he had the power to basically make money and franchise off of it. So KFC is another um, company or person that has made and profited and <sighs> become very well known of someone that it wasn't really his work to be. So, you know. <laughs> so annoying that is um so the kfc is it the the guy in the logo that's him yeah. so oh, yeah. need to boycott kfc then <laughs> so grace before i go i want to play like a little game with you okay so i'm gonna say two words or two phrases and you have to tell me which one you lean more towards oh okay wait ally or full fat milk Oh, wait, I lie. I don't like oh. all fat milk. Do you not? Oh, I love <laughs> no, wait, I It's so nice. Mm. Um, dim sum or Sunday roast? Dim sum. Definitely. <laughs> dim sum. <laughs> um, Starburst or soy si tan? Mm. Oh, I'll have to go with Starburst. Really? That was sweet, yeah. Um, Teresa Tang or Madonna? Oh... I know it's difficult. a tough one. Really difficult. Really difficult. Oh, 
that's hard. I might have to go with the, uh, Madonna because she brings out the diva in me. I have to go with Madonna. <laughs> Uh, Teresa Tang is equally amazing though and I know this one because you just said but shoes on or shoes off when you come into someone's house oh shoes off yeah shoes off I feel wrong I feel very wrong (laughs) do you feel it's um because I think it's a very Asian culture like when you go into someone's house you, you take your shoes off but you know when someone comes into your house and they come in wearing your shoes, it's just such an awkward thing, isn't it? Because you kind of want them to take them off. But for me, it's like, oh, do I tell them to take it off? It's just quite mm. a... Yes, you do it. I think times where we have, for example, people coming around to fix the house or something like that, yeah. they'll come up the stairs in their boots and my mum straight away is like, take off your shoes. Or, or she'll be like, oh, you can leave your shoes downstairs. Oh, really? That's a good way to say that. tell them. Another thing as well, um, when I went to Josh's house for the first time to meet his mum, he was like, oh, you have to take your shoes off at the door. I was like, oh, this is how I know you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, with pleasure. <laughs> so oh. it is a big deal, yeah. What have you got planned today then? I, my... <laughs> <laughs> so um josh's mom is actually coming to meet my mom at so she owns a cafe um she actually owns a um okay this is another there's so much to say i know <laughs> so i actually have a very blended family as well so my mom is obviously chinese um, but her partner now he's algerian mm-hmm. so he and we go to Morocco all the time. We actually, well, they actually opened up um, a Moroccan cafe just mm-hmm. on Wandsworth Road. So, Oh, really? What's yeah, it called? The Coffee Lovers. The Coffee Lovers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Josh's mom is coming to just, I don't know, it's weird. My mom was just like, oh, get Josh's mom to come down. We want to speak about your future. And that's so Asian. <laughs> okay, can we ask why? Um, no, that's between me and the mum. So it's just like, okay, well, you know, so I'll be holding the fort whilst my mum and her and um, Josh's mum just has a little natter at the front. So Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, but I'd I'd say I, I look at it now and it's just like, you know, it's like maybe when you look at your mum and you and it's like, wow, never would I ever think this day mm. would come. Um yeah. I think it's really cute. My mum and Ewan, they have their own little lingo because my mum doesn't speak that much English and Ewan's broad Scottish. So they just have their own little lingo. I'm just like, they're sat next to each other. I'm like, that's really cute. But hold on a second. I'm a bit jealous here as well. <laughs> and sometimes my mum would tell me, oh, she'll say like, because I'm, I'm quite feisty. And my mum would tell me, I'll say, oh, just, just leave you into it. Just leave, just leave him alone, la. Just leave him alone, la. I'm like, mom, you're supposed to be on my side. But no, she's got a point now. Uh, but she, but it's nice that she does really, you know, she's she's really welcomed you into the family. And Ewan's family's been so so amazing to me as well. They like, I'm just like, you know, another one of their daughters. So yeah but um anyway grace i don't want to take up too much of your time it looks like a really nice day outside um (laughs) but listen thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to me and honestly keep pushing away with your vlogs and your instagrams because it's so relatable uh and particularly for people in interracial interracial i can't say (laughs) particularly for people in interracial relationships as well because there's so many of us and and i think it's just really nice to connect with that community as well so thank you so much for dedicating your time with that and uh tell josh you said hi i will i will he's uh he sent me a message like hope it goes well so oh bless him okay (laughs) and listen next time you're in uh if you're ever in east london um, i'll give you my number but uh, yeah just let me know we could like go for a bubble tea and uh enjoy your day have a nice sunday oh thank you for having me no worries thanks for coming on and uh have a nice day yeah you too Bye. Wow, I absolutely loved editing and hearing back on that part. I had so much fun and thank you so much, Grace, for coming on the show. 
If you enjoy this pod, please do take a screenshot of this pod and share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to tag me on Chinese Chippy Girl. Also, on whatever pod platform you're listening to this podcast on, please do subscribe so you'll be the first to know when the next episode is out. And also, any messages to try and get my mum on the show would be great. Anyway, guys, thanks again for tuning in. This is episode four, and if this is the first time you have listened to this pod, rewind and go back to my previous episodes for more British East Asian stories and let me know what you think. Okay, now that's me done. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,